everybody. Welcome to baseball. Man, looking outside, sunny. It's a beautiful day. You can almost hear the crack of the bats, smell the cracker jacks. I'm ready to rock and roll. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com, and I am joined for this adventure by the one and only... Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, you may know us from our regular show that we do Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time called Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. We're stretching out a little bit today. We're going to take a look at the NL East and the AL East and do a little preview, a little breakdown of their division odds and their win totals. So, Scott, you excited? It's a nice day there in uh, in, in New York today. What do you got going yep. on? Yep, uh, about 70 degrees, a little yeah. bit of wind. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Is it, is it, it's about to become relevant. Is it blowing out the left? That was an air conditioning joke. Oh, okay. Sorry, buddy. I didn't. I didn't know you turned it. I didn't, I didn't know you <laughs> no, turned it down from. I didn't know joke. you turned it down from seventy-two. That went Sorry. right over your head. But the, no, that well, was you an said, air conditioning. You joke. said seventy. It threw me. It threw me. Yeah. Okay. So you haven't been outside. Not really. Okay. <laughs> I'm busy recording with you. You know, sure. priorities. Yeah, we got shit to do. All right, buddy. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into it. The strike has been settled. The free agents are free agenting. And, of course, as it sits right now, this is March the 28th. We're about a week from opening day. Yeah, a week, week, week and a half. Yeah, there you go. So let's, uh, let's fire it up. We're going we're gonna to start off with the NL East because we're both AL guys. So tomorrow we'll be doing the Central, and we'll, uh, we'll close with our favorite t- team and our favorite division. And we're going to do that today uh, with Scott and the New York Yankees. He's going to tell me why the Yankees can absolutely rule this division. He's not gonna, I bet yeah, he's not going to do sure. that. He's not. Mm-hmm. So, let's start off with the world champions. The Atlanta Braves, Scott, they're there in the NL East. They are the uh they're the co-betting favorite with the New York Mets. Both of those are 150 to emerge victorious from their respective divisions and both have win totals of 90 and a half. Now, this is a very different Braves team than we saw at the end of last season as they won the World Series. Uh, Freddie Freeman, long-timer Freddie Freeman is gone. You're surprised about that, Scott? They let him walk? Uh, Very. And truth is, Atlanta's agent kind of handled that terribly. I know that people around analytics and baseball like Matt Olson as a player. Mm -hmm. Personally, I have not really been a big fan of his. I think he's fine. His numbers are usually pretty good. I'm not going to compare him to Freddie Freeman. He's a decent consolation prize, but Freeman was... I mean, he was the face of the team. And I know you can make an argument that he might not have been the most talented player on the team when healthy, but he has an MVP, and he was basically Mr. Brave ever since Chipper retired. Is yeah. that a fair statement? Yeah, pretty much. Zach Vaughn checking in from Facebook, said he had two units on the Astros today. This is Monday, of course, at plus 145. Uh, yeah, he says, uh, I'll take it. He said, betting preseason is always scary, but it paid off. Agreed. Uh, preseason is always exciting because – you got guys coming out of the bullpen that you're going to be uh, fucking second uh, groceries here in about a month. So, and that's of course that's not true. They're going to be playing at Double A or you know whatever. But uh, I think the point is they're probably not going to be on the major league roster. So congratulations, Zach. Very well done. And you can certainly we are fans of picking your spot in spring training baseball and capitalizing. So you mentioned it briefly, Scott. They bring over Matt Olson from the Oakland Athletics. Uh, good players had 89 home runs over the uh, last six, uh, three seasons rather, 65 doubles. 
nothing wrong with that. Um, now, what you have to wonder about, he dramatically cut his strikeout rate last season. Is that a permanent thing or is it a one-off? So, um, yeah, when they, of course, uh, this Atlanta team also has Austin Riley playing third base. They finally found their third baseman, it looks like, Scott. He had a great uh, year last year. Looks to do it for a full-time basis this season. Of course, they're going to get uh, Ozuna back, and uh, that's a huge, huge factor right there. They've got Eddie Rosario playing the outfield. They kept him, and they obviously let Soler go. So um, Albi should be, should be healthy as well. Pretty fair rotation, Scott. I think this is a very good pitching team, obviously led by Max Free, Charlie Morton at the top. And then you've got our favorite, uh, Ian Anderson. And who else are you know uh, around? You know you love him? Yeah, you know you love him. And then uh, youngster Tucker Davidson is going to be the five spot there. Scott, they brought in a closer. Are you excited about that move? Well, they had to bring in somebody. They brought in Kenley Jansen. They're going to hope that he can, well, be a solid closer. Because at the end of last year with Los Angeles, he was actually pretty good. I know that we've made jokes about Jansen blowing some games here and there and everything like that. He was good last year at the end. He was. So I'll give him credit where credit's due. Yep. Yep. Of course, they've still got the, that moves Will Smith into the setup role. It's a pretty good one-two punch if Jansen can deliver. We'll see how that goes. Um, I don't, I don't, has he ever pitched in the majors outside of Los Angeles? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't think so either. So we'll, we'll see how the change of, uh, scenery. Well, he was originally a catching prospect. So no, mm -hmm. I don't think so. Yep. Okay. Very good. So yeah. Um, all right. Let's, so let's start off, Scott. The Braves, they ended up, uh, winning last season, as we mentioned, the World Series, but they did it on the heels of 88 victories. They went 88 and 73 last year. Won the division outright by six and a half games over Philly. I did have a futures ticket on them. They were very good to me to win that division. 90 and a half is the win total, plus 150. You want to get involved either one of those places? Well, for the record, for some of these win totals, based on trying to shop for the best lines, some of these lines are going to vary. Mm -hmm. So I did find 91 and a half wins for Atlanta. Yikes. At minus 110 you, on FanDuel. Are you going to play it over just for the extra challenge? No, I actually like the under. Yeah. Uh, it might surprise you because Atlanta, of course, is the defending World Series champion. You said before, Acuna Jr. should be back by opening day. Uh, he's he's gonna, not going to play the field. He's not going to. He's probably going to be. In the, the latest is he's probably not going to be back for opening day, but sometime later in April. Okay. Either way, in April. And yep. he's going to start at the DH spot, which is important because what? the NL, of course, the now D has a DH. The DH in the National League. I know. So Acuna can actually play without playing the field. Also worth mentioning, you might maybe get Mike Soroka back in August. Maybe. Okay. Huge question mark there. But if you put him as your five instead of Tucker Davidson, that's a hell of a boost right around post-trade deadline. So that could also help out. But... I like the under because I am going to buy into the World Series hangover theory. Okay. I believe that Atlanta seemed to catch lightning in a bottle, especially without Acuna playing for that whole World Series run. And 91 and a half wins is, to be honest, it seems like a lot to me just because of the fact that Atlanta, I do think, is still very solid. I think that Freeman was definitely a leader in the clubhouse, and I think that him being out is going to hurt. But Atlanta was very streaky. And I do wonder with these teams that pull off the miraculous runs to win the World Series, how they fared the year after. 
usually not that well, or at least right out of the gate. So yep. I'm going to go with the under. I can understand if you like the over. I found it a pretty tricky spot. But for me, I think it's a little bit too high. I'll buy into the hangover theory. Give me the under 91 and a half. All right, very good. You know, and one of the things that you have to look at when you're deciding about uh, not just to win the division, but win totals, you have to look at the relative strength of the rest of the teams in the division, of course, because you're going to play 76 games against the other four teams. That's almost half of your games are going to come intra-division. So you have to look at the strength. And you've got one really bad team in this division in the Washington Nationals. You've got one team that may have overachieved the last couple of years in the Miami Marlins. We'll have to see. And then, of course, you've got Philly and the team that we're going to talk about next in the uh, in the New York uh, baseball Mets. Uh, good to see Super Sly in the house. Scott, you want to take one real quick? You want to do a uh, you want to do a hockey play? Even though we're doing our baseball preview, Chris Wright. Uh, is... To be honest, I, I didn't really look at anything hockey related today. Yeah, so nothing ho- nothing really from hockey. You got nothing. I got nothing. Oh, huh, okay. All right. Well, Sorry, that's all right. I was going to look and see. Uh, Maybe it, St. Louis. If anything caught my eye, I was just looking at that St. Louis. I think St. Louis is minus one thirty-five. That seems uh, a little bit low. I've got it. You got to. You got. You really got a price like it. I got it one sixty. So I, I thought it was one thirty-five earlier this morning. Uh, might have been. Might have been. Yeah, Kings in regulation. Maybe. Um, I, I guess the Blues line moved. So apologies there. Okay. No, I don't. I don't really have anything to be honest. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Michael Harbach checking in saying uh, take uh, Philip Denault shots over two and a half at plus 118. I'm, I'm not going to criticize you for taking plus money on a player prop. Um, JC Stone, here's now here's an interesting question. And of course, well, it's it, not, it doesn't involve the divisions we're talking it, about. Though. It doesn't. Save that. Yeah, it is <clears throat> because. Yeah, I'm, it's it's Oakland. I think, I think we're going to have to save that. It's Oakland A's. I'll never remember that. JC, please ask us that on Wednesday when we do the West, because I think we're going to have to take time to look at and look and see how many of those they had in the last couple of seasons. He wants to know about thoughts on the Oakland A's over under five and a half games, uh, longest winning streak at minus 105. First so. glance, of course, you lean under just because of the fact that this team's going to suck, but we'll talk mm-hmm. about them in a couple of days. Yep. Yeah, because I, d- I definitely know we have a lot to say about those uh, those teams, uh, that team in particular. So, uh, moving right along, Scott, is the co-betting favorite. It's the New York Mets, plus 150. 90 and a half is the win there. Um, this is a team that... Uh, they we... won the offseason. Mm, tell us why, Scott. Well, they picked up basically everybody. <laughs> so, to go through all the moves, first of all, going through the actual coach, they picked up Buck Showalter whether you like him or not. As for everything else, they picked up Max Scherzer. That he, I heard he's pretty good. I've heard that. Picked up Eduardo Escobar, picked up Mark Kana, picked up Starling Marte. Uh, they also traded for Bassett from Oakland, mm-hmm. who's a pretty solid pitcher. He's their number three, Yep, which is insane. Uh, DeGrom only started 15 games last year. He's back. And, yeah, this team's loaded from top to bottom. Is that the best rotation in baseball? DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, Carlos Carrasco from Oak, from Cleveland, and Taiwan Walker. I it's If it's not one, it's number two. Because that's, that's a hell of a rotation. I can tell you Taiwan Walker wouldn't be a five in many rotations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you and you mentioned some of the uh, offseason, uh, the bats they picked up. Mark Mark, uh, Mark Hanna's huge. Charlie Marte 
Uh, that outfield has, has gone from a liability to a plus, I think. They, they did lose Conforto, but Marte is definitely an upgrade. To me, it really comes down to, to whether uh, Cano can recapture a little bit of his youth. And I think the most important player on that field is the one that's making the most money. Well, I don't know if he's making more than the pitchers, but most important, the most highly paid position player on the Mets. And of course, that's Francisco Lindor. Uh, disappointing season. No, no, no buzzkill, JC. No, we'll just, uh, we just, we just haven't looked, a, we just haven't yeah. looked into it. Was, it was a bad year for Lindor. Uh, it was even worse if he threw out all the games against the Yankees because he had a couple of outliers there. But yep. yeah, he was not very good. Okay. So out of those two teams, who do you like? And we'll recap at the end our favorite play and who we'd like to win the division. Um, spoiler alert, you're probably going to find out before we get to the end who we'd like to win the division. If for, we... the, for the record, I'm not the biggest Showalter guy. Right. However, I do believe he's going to be very good initially. I think long-term, he's going to wear it as welcome relatively quickly. But for a veteran presence to help out a team like this, I definitely like the move with this actual roster right now based on the construction. Especially as in Showalter's known to let the starters go a little bit longer than most. And with that rotation, that's probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. Especially with the history of the Mets' bullpen. Yep. I like the over for the Mets at 90.5 at around minus 110 on BetMGM. It's arguably the best rotation in baseball. They picked up a lot of pieces for the lineup as well. DeGrom got injured last year. He's back. I know the Mets have a history of having a bunch of injured players, and the team usually underachieves. But on paper, this is the best team in the division. I'm going to take the over. I probably am too, and I think it's going to. I think it's going to come down to the pitching staff for me. I just. I've but been... you didn't answer Atlanta. Do you have the under or the over on Atlanta? I've got the under as well. I've got the under okay. ninety and a half. I, I think you know if you if you if you're going to take somebody over. You can't take them all over, you know. So if yeah. you if you've got if you've got the Mets over, I think Atlanta has to be under the ninety and a half. And I think that number is just a little too high. Like you said, shop your lines. You find a ninety one and a half out there, even better because as you guys well know, that's a huge difference when you start talking about like from eighty eight to ninety two. That's mm -hmm. probably probably the range. So shop those lines. Um, Philly Scott plus three twenty five to win the division eighty five and a half. Is their win total? Of course, they brought in Kyle Schwarber. They brought in uh, Nick Castellanos. Two very good players uh, to go along with Harper. Finally, he's got a little bit of fucking help there. 15th player in history last year with 100 walks, 100 runs, 40 doubles, and 35 home runs. Was that a pretty damn quiet season for him, putting up those kind of numbers? Depends how you define quiet because he won MVP. Right, but it, it seemed like he wasn't... Nobody talked about it. Right. I mean... Right, and, and he really wasn't talked about at all in the MVP race until about the last six weeks, really? Well, most of the candidates were awful. That I was... mean, Freeman was the only one who's on a team. I can't even say he was a real candidate. But you're looking at who was really in the running. Tatis and the Padres fell apart. Well, he got the hurt. Philly's so... underachieved all year long. Mm -hmm. And then you had a little bit of Joey Votto question mark. Like you really didn't have anybody for on quality teams. He just like if it was a TV show, he just had a walk on Joey Votto just come in. Yeah, and, pretty much. Like, hey, what's up? So, um, this is basically. Uh, I got problems with this rotation. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you got it's we good for one and two or yeah. one and a half. Nola's a question mark. Yeah, I know. You, you got Wheeler and Nola, and then you know. Hang on to your you're hats. Not a Ranger Suarez guy. Yeah, just bet the bet the over. As you, you're go, not a Gibson guy. As you go, well, you and I have made a lot of money off Kyle Gibson. And he was actually okay with Philly last year, but okay. overall, he's had issues with the home run ball, and in that ballpark, that could be a problem. That's not a good thing. 
that is not a good thing at all. So you, you got Eflin Suarez and Gibson to go in the three, four, five. Uh, no, no. Uh, Phillies, they won. Uh, they, they managed to sneak into second place last year when 82 and 80. They're looking for a four game improvement with the additions. Oh, God. You know, I think they improve a little bit. I, I've got them about 84. I just think they just barely stay under that 85 and a half. And I, I don't want, I just don't trust that pitching staff. I don't, and I really don't trust the bullpen either, Scott, um, to pick up the slack. I, I don't see him winning the division even in, you know, plus 350. You? So for this one, I like the under as well. 85 and a half uh, plus 100 if you like to bet online. Hint, hint. Uh, to actually go through the recent years for the Phillies. Now, of course, you had the one COVID year. So I'm going to go by win percentage because, of course, you had a lot less games in the one COVID year. 86 wins is about 53%. The Phillies have not won 53% of the regular season games in each of the last 10 years. Okay. That seems um, like that a sounds, trend. That sounds too crazy to be true. It is. Sounds like a trend. It's been 10 years since they've won 80, since they've been on an 86 win pace. Okay. Now they picked up Castellanos and Schwarber, like you said. They also picked up Familia, picked up Corey Kniebel, and they also picked up Brad Hand. Now Hand was awful last year. Familia's hit or miss, and Kniebel's also hit or miss. But those are supposed to fix, quote-unquote, the bullpen. The issue that I have is the fact that I, I don't like any of those three guys to fix the bullpen. Besides that, Castellanos and Schwarber, I like. They're also injured all the time. Mm -hmm. They've had serious durability issues for the last couple of years. Castellanos played a decent amount of games last year. Still missed about 30 games. But I expect him and I expect Schwarber to get injured. We've seen Hoskins get injured pretty much every year. Harper won MVP, and they still only won 82 games. And Wheeler was a Cy Young finalist, and he had a great year. They still only won 82. I like the under, just based on the fact that it seems like every year Philly's overvalued, and I understand that they have Girardi as their manager. They got some experience there. They made some moves, but I don't like the rotation that much. I don't like the bullpen. And you pick up two guys that are very good when healthy, but they're not healthy that often. I think they'll get injured, and they'll probably win around 84 games, like you said. I like the under. Okay. Especially at even money. That's just a good deal. Moving on to the Marlins. 76.5 is the win total, plus 1,400 to win the East Division. Uh, this is a team that played some good, some good baseball at times last year. They ended up really fading down the stretch. They ended up 67-95, and 21.5 games back. They're looking for some serious improvement over this uh, Sandy, uh, this Miami team, and you know it's a team that we like, Scott, and we've liked them because of their rotation. It's Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers, Elisa Hernandez, and Jesus Lazardo. They didn't win us a lot of games last year, but they didn't need to because they were constantly plus two thirty, mm -hmm. and plus for totals with unders and team totals and everything, they are a dream. Fantastic team total under team for the they were. They were unbelievable the last full season before COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, they were decent in COVID, but and they were good last year, team total under. Uh, I do see a question, by the way, from JC. Uh -huh. Who wants to know if season win totals uh, overs are riskier than unders because of injuries? Great question. Actually. I would say yes. Yeah, I think that's that's a great question. I've never, never actually thought of it in those kind of terms. But yeah, when you lay out the question like that, sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And is it going to be... 
Um, how much? How do? How much did we get? Did we lose a week of spring training, basically. Uh, give or take. So that's going to make a difference because the last time we did this uh, during the COVID season, fuck everybody and their brother came out with with pulled hammies. Everybody, everybody had hamstring problems pretty much for the whole season with it as, as they had almost no spring training. So, but JC, I'd say the answer is yes. Yeah, especially when it comes to betting on player props. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of betting unders for home runs, for example, on players. Because if you bet overs and you didn't have a great year, there are several ways to cash an under. There's only one way to cash an over. Yep. <laughs> Very good. He's the Vince Lombardi of sports betting right there. Just saying. Roland Mims wants to know about our NBA picks. Um, we uh, we have the Raptors as our, uh, as our farm play. He's got any thoughts on the Bulls? Uh, I don't. That line looks a little bit trappy. I agree. Same, same thing. I uh, won't bet win total overs. Um, I will. I think you I, can I, I if it's it. a low ceiling. But to, for a, if you want to bet an over on 90-something wins. Good luck. That's pretty rough unless you're betting the Dodgers. Somebody's, I mean, it's pretty rough. Somebody's going to And the Dodgers win total was ridiculous. When the Dodgers like 102 and a half last year or some shit. I got to check. But whatever it was, they went they, over. They got year. there. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, I know you know who else got there in San Francisco, but again, we'll talk well, about San Francisco it. got in there about the All-Star. We'll talk, we'll talk to them on Wednesday. 76 and a half for this Miami squad, Scott. Does that seem a little high to you? It's a little tough. I know I somebody's got to win. We can't take unders on every yeah. team, but somebody's got to win some games. But fuck. It's a little tough. I, I like the over. Do you really? I do. I, I actually looked at this roster, and I was pleasantly surprised by the moves that they made. Now, we talked about how good the rotation was. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go through the pitchers. You have Alcantara, yeah. Rodgers, yeah. Pablo Lopez. That's not the bo- that's not the Orioles one, don't worry. Uh, Eliester Hernandez and Lazardo. Lazardo was awful for most of the year. I made a killing off of fading him. Yep. However, he was actually pretty good down the stretch, so he might have potentially found something. But we like Alcantara a lot. We like Rodgers a lot. And Lopez was pretty good, too. The lineup, though, was the story, because we know this team can't hit. Right. They picked up Solaire. Mm-hmm. They picked up Avisel Garcia. They picked up uh, Jacob Stallings, and they also picked up Joey Wendell. Decent four acquisitions right there. Yep. Especially Solaire, to give him some power there. I actually like the moves that they made. Mm-hmm. And also worth mentioning, one of my favorite youngster pitchers, Sixto Sanchez, might be back in July. And he did not pitch at all last year. We know he was one of the top prospects in baseball, which should help out that rotation midway through the season, I like the over because I do think that Miami, the only thing they were really missing was the actual lineup, and they picked up four guys that are actually pretty good at hitting the ball. I think they actually made some decent moves. I don't mind the over. I think they'll finish with around 80. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know I'm what? I'm assuming you like the under because you I, were making it seem like you can't take an over. I, 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 you have to take an under. You have to take an over somewhere, and I, I think this is a decent spot. Uh, I'm not as impressed with the, the the lineup replacements that they brought in. Uh, you know, I've just had. I'm happy they did something. I've had a lot of years watching Solaire, so you know we'll see. They needed somebody that can potentially bring in runs. Obviously, he's got pop. He led the American League in home runs um, one year for the for the Royals. But uh, you can find anybody that can throw a, throw a breaking pitch to him. It's it's he's he's kind of a Solano a little bit. He's Serrano. Um, so, uh, Bronco does. He's literally just Pedro Serrano from Major League. He can't hit the curveball. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what that's what I'm saying. Uh, I like to check schedule and see what teams are playing what division for overs and unders. That's that's also yeah. a good point. But again, you have to start with the division because 76 of the 81 games come in the division. So you've got you two, mean the 162? What I say, 81? Yeah, so yeah, 162. Sorry. Yeah, yeah correct, correct. So like almost you, you almost, before, almost half of the 81. As you said before, you need an over somewhere. And I do think that Miami actually is a bit appealing because if they can even generate, hell, four runs per game or 4.3 runs per game. Right. We'll probably win 80. Yep. Agreed. So we, we, I think we both took an over there because we knew what was coming. And we had, we had this team coming and I don't know about Scott. I ain't playing it over on this team. This is the Washington. Well, I, I like the under on the Nationals last year. Yeah. I know we actually disagreed on that team. We did. We did. And I hit a home run there because I thought they'd blow it up at the All-Star break, and they did. But yeah, I thought they the, somehow got even worse. I thought the pitching would be a little better. It was not. Um, 71 it wasn't and, your fault. Strasburg died again. Yep. I mean, you yep. couldn't have predicted it. Yep. 71 and a half is the number for the Nationals. They are f- plus 4,000 to win the division. Uh, I know this is... Uh, I know this is baseball, but are you guys going to start talking college football anytime soon? No. I haven't even started thinking about college football. No. Um, We are not. Some guys you'll find are full-time college football guys that track all the off-season moves and and recruiting and all that. That is not us. We have too many irons in the fire. I'd like to be that guy. It's probably my favorite sport, probably my most successful sport year in, year out. But uh, I think we'll probably start doing some college breakdowns in August. Yeah, if you want if you want football, wait a couple weeks. Maybe we'll do some U- uh, USFL. There you go. There you go. I uh, forgot to tell you, thank you for the St. Peter's money line. Uh, no problem. And thanks for not giving me shit for my bad St. Peter's pick against North Carolina as they were never. You're rolling it over, though, so it's fine. That's right. That's right. Okay. So this is a Nationals team. Scott, I can't I can't get behind this. I can't get behind this rotation at all. you got Patrick. I mean, I don't. Truth is. I don't even know how much time you want to spend on it because this team is just bad. Well, I mean, you, when you when you trade Schwarber and you trade Scherzer at the trade deadline for prospects, mm-hmm. you announce you're rebuilding, and yet you bring in Nelson Cruz. I don't really know what they're trying to go for. Do you? Well, that acquisition not is doubles in the gap. I'll tell you that much. It's just mind-boggling because you basically said straight up, we're going to let the youngsters play. And then you got Nelson Cruz. I, I like Nelson Cruz. Well, he has to be traded by the deadline, right? Well, he's, dude, he's 50. But I'm fuck? saying what he's still doing? putting up numbers, though. I'm assuming you're going to flip him to a contender, right? I would, that'd be my guess. You're just you're just basically signing him for draft picks, is what it's you're doing. It's a rental, and you're going to flip him, kind of like what I expect Minnesota to maybe do with Correa. But well, I want to go through. I want to go through all the players in the in the rotation that I like, all the pitchers that I like in that starting rotation. Uh, Patrick, be quick. Patrick Corbin. Okay, I'm done. You, I don't even know if you like Corbin. He was awful last night. I know that's that's the only semblance of a bright spot in that line in that rotation. Just for the record, it's Josiah Gray, it's Reddy Eric Fetty, Anibal Sanchez, and Josh Rogers. Yeah. I don't mind Gray. I thought Gray was actually okay last year. It wasn't yeah. awful. Yeah, but Fetty Fetty Wap was okay for a little bit. But I'll give you a trivia question because Strasburg is supposed to return in May. Oh fuck, he's got battling a bit of a neck issue. Sure. How many starts has Strasburg made in the last two seasons combined? We're counting COVID year where they played 60 games? Yeah, we're counting COVID year. Okay, so the last that, two seasons. Okay, so normally combined. you'd make about 33, 34 starts. That's about where you're at, right? Yeah. Mid to low 30s. 
So 33, and then the COVID, you take about a third of that off. So you got 11 stars, so you have 44. Somewhere in the 40s is where your max Yeah, 40, 40, mid-40s is going to be your max starts. He mm-hmm. has made 16. Seven. Seven, okay. He's made seven starts in the last two years combined. Oof, oof. So he's coming back in May for uh-huh. a neck issue. Sure. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I assume he's going to get injured again. Yeah, and it's going to be, and it's almost something always different with him. It's it's the weird thing. It's, it's all it, it's an elbow, it's a right. leg, it's a shoulder. It, now it's a neck. It's really all over the place. Probably the worst contract or one of the worst contracts in baseball. Yeah, at this point, yeah. I mean, it has to be. He's made seven starts in the last two years, but that's my point. You mentioned the rotation. If you're going over, you need at least more than one mediocre starter in your rotation. And Corbin last year was pretty mediocre. But Strasburg, I don't think he's going to be healthy. He's already missing the first month of the season. No. I think they're going to trade away Cruz or they're going to flip him once they're completely out of contention. I love Juan Soto, but he's slowly turning into A-Rod in Texas. He's yeah. just on a really bad team, and he's going to put in a bunch of massive numbers. This is a this is a Washington team that won 65 games last year, and the oddsmakers think they're going to get seven better. No. Uh, I've got the under, and we're gonna, and that pretty much dovetails right into a segment we were talking. Going to talk about our favorite bet per division, uh, Washington Nationals under seventy-one and a half is my favorite bet in this division. Yeah, I was kind of torn between. Oh, no Nationals question, Bronco. The- yeah, the, because of the DH rule. No question. Go ahead, Scott. Sorry. Well, I'm saying besides the DH rule, I expect Washington to flip them for prospects once you know they're out of contention in I don't even know July, but. Yeah. I was really torn between the Phillies under at even money and the Nationals under for my best bet just because the Phillies haven't gotten there in 10 years. But at least they did something right. to make the team better. And they have argu- they have the reigning MVP, so obviously yeah, ar- arguably they have the, the Nationals best player in have had a winning percentage below 44.4%, which would get you to 72 wins mm-hmm. in each of the last two years. Strasburg's a mess health-wise. They got rid of Schwarber. They got rid of Scherzer. They're just letting the youngsters play for the most part. That team should be really bad. The rest of the division, also not terrible, which hurts for the 76 games you're going to play. I actually wrote out Phillies under as my best bet. Okay. I think I'm going to call an audible. Okay. I'm going to go with the Nationals. I I really don't think they're going to get to 70. Good to see I'm influencing you, buddy. And do you have the Mets winning the division? I do. I think the Mets are the best team on paper. The Braves, if they win, wouldn't surprise me. But I do believe in the hangover theory. And the fact that they only won 80, 88 games the regular season makes me kind of question their intensity in the regular season for a decent portion of it. Yeah, I think the Mets are just going to be hungry. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, there's somebody... Uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Kingdon agrees with you, bud, about uh, taking a look at unders. Because of uh, on bad teams, because they'll blow it up at the All Star game, uh, the All Star break. I'll tell you what I like to take as far as over goes. I like to take those sneaky teams that are going to maybe poised for a breakout season. You're looking at uh, like San Francisco was last year. Um, we'll talk about some other teams that may fall into that category. I don't like taking good teams team total overs because they're usually such a fine line. There's such a, a narrow margin that if you have any kind of injuries or uh, problems in the rotation, somebody underperforms, yeah. bull, bullpen goes to shit. Uh, you can't make up the you can't make up those numbers when you're playing 92, 93, you know, 96 or 100 with the Dodgers or whatever. So, well, I also want to ask you because I don't want to spend too long in this division, yep. but we're talking about teams that might blow it up at the All Star break. Are we sure Corbin's going to be there for the rest of the season? Nope. 
Nope, absolutely not. If he has any kind of a decent season, any kind of a bounce back year. Because uh, I know that he's got a big contract and he was awful last year, but if he looks even mediocre, I got to assume they're going to ship him. You get one of those, uh, not only are you going to fuck me in the ass, you're going to wipe your dick on the curtains kind of thing as they uh, maybe find... I don't know that expression, but sure. Maybe find something where they not only have to trade him, but they have to pick up some of his salary as well. Probably. That, that's what I call that deal, where you... It's like the... Uh, that's The great example of that is the... Uh, uh, the kid, the cat they traded from uh, Colorado, the, th- uh, the third baseman, Arnado. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where they had to pay St. Louis to take him off your hands, like yeah, okay, yeah. yeah here comes the curtain. Um, okay, bud. So that's kind of boring, but yeah, well, you and I are both on the same page there. I think we agree on everything. We do. So if, if you want to go in or- in order, uh, Ooh, we got Mets first, Braves second. Yeah. I'm going to go Philly third. Yeah. I do like Miami, but yep. I think Philly's going to be better. Yep. I'll go Miami fourth, and I'll go Nationals fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah okay. Same way I have it. Okay. Cool. Okay, buddy. Let's start with the, uh, let's, let's go into uh, your wheelhouse here. Speaking of a team that made us a lot of money last year, it's the Toronto Blue Jays, brother. 92 and a half is their win total this season. Uh, same as the Yankees, by the way. However, they are uh, less of a, uh, they're more of a favorite than the Yankees to win the division, which is kind of odd in and of itself. Toronto Blue Jays plus 165 to win the East. Uh, a couple fun things about Toronto. They had the highest OPS last season in Major League Baseball, 797. Uh, but they got rid of uh, Marcus Simeon. He left in free agency. And I want everybody to remember, they played half of their home games last year, either in Buffalo, New York, or Dunedin, Florida. It's got two pretty good places to hit. So uh, they brought in they brought in Chapman as the A's continue to blow their shit up. Uh, but he had a horrible year offensively last year. He hit just two mm-hmm. two ten with a four oh three OPS. Not good. He's also injured all the time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of injured, I think this team is going to. Uh, Really, really need George Springer to play more than 78 games. What do you say? I'd say yes. You mentioned Simeon being gone. Also worth mentioning, Robbie Ray is no longer there. Right. And, of course, he was the Cy Young winner. Now, the Brave – no, not the Brave, sorry. The Blue Jays did address the rotation. They ended up acquiring Gaussman, who was really good in about the first – uh, three fourths of the season last year with San Francisco. Uh, One second. Sorry, James, uh, apologies to your wife. I didn't know she had to hear that. I'm, I'm glad she laughed. They also brought in Kikuchi, who, similarly to Gaussman, was really good for the first half or so, and the then coach. fell apart down the stretch. Brought in the coach. coach. But Toronto, I like the over. Okay. I did find 91.5 at minus 125 on Fox Bet, so I'm going to take the over there. Okay. But you forgot one key piece, which is the fact that Toronto might have the biggest home field advantage in the entire league this season. Because if you remember, unvaccinated players are not allowed into Canada, which means that if you're going to Toronto as the road team, you might be missing half your players. Because I don't know who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. So there's a very good chance that Toronto might be facing a bunch of shorthanded teams for 81 games. That's a hell of a deal. I like the over as a result. Uh, we'll go through their starting rotations. Uh, Hunjin Ryu, Berrios, uh, Gausman, uh, Manoa, not to be confused with Manaya, and uh, the aforementioned Cooch. The Cooch that's, is, still a re- that's still a really deep rotation, one through five. really is. It really is. 
And I don't know who puts a better lineup out there. I'm, we're not going to do every lineup, but I'm going to do this one. Spring, it's a good one. Springer, Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Teoscar Hernandez, Matt Chapman, Guriel, Biggio, Jansen, Danny Jansen, and uh, Rymel uh, Tapia. So yeah. yeah, pretty good. I've got the I've got the over there as well. And I do you agree with that though that the that Toronto conceptually should have the biggest home field advantage. I don't know. I don't know the stats. I haven't, I haven't read anything about baseball and vaccination rates. I have no idea. And I don't know how long those are going to be in place because I know they've started to drop a lot of their vaccine mandates in Canada. As long as the, uh, whatever it is, the fucking BA two doesn't crop up on us here. Mm -hmm. I, I probably, I think those mandates are going to probably be gone by, Oh fuck. June first, June? June first for sure. Probably some. I'm just saying there. though, that's two months of potentially facing shorthanded teams at home. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good bonus. I'm, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, and I, the fact is, the, with New York and all, since the Yankees play in that division, the fact that they had to change the mandate status right around the time the Yankees and Mets were going to play suggests the Yankees might be missing some players because of COVID. There you go. Or because of, you know, some lack of vaccination. So throwing it out there. Good, James. I'm glad. Um, this is a Toronto team. Good news and bad news, Scott. Bad news is they finished fourth in the division last year. Good news is they won 91 games. So yeah, They were very, very good. Uh, we, of course, we're missing our old pal. Our old pal, he went off and uh, won the Cy Young. Our old buddy, Robbie Ray. Mm -hmm. Off to uh, Seattle, right? Uh, yes, but that's the point, though. You're talking about Simeon, who's out, who hit 40 home runs last year. Yep and Robbie Ray. Yeah, we just mentioned the lineup and the rotation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's still really good. I mean, they're still a very talented team. And you mentioned that Springer really missed more than half the year. Yep. There's a lot of talent there. They're really good. I like the over. Michael brings up a great point. So the Jays were limited in getting free agents due to the travel rules. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's 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 not easy to get into Canada, uh, especially it's it's and it's a non-starter if you're not vaccinated. So you're not vaccinated, mm -hmm. I believe, and boosted. So, see, yeah, Bronco, you're saying by then the mandates are gone. Season starts in like a week and a half. Yeah. So it might be gone at some point, but you might be a month in. Let me. Uh, Just saying. Take a quick look. Scott, go ahead and take on take on the Yankees, and I'm going to look up right, vaccine so mandates in Canada to see if we got any up-to-date information. Uh, I looked into it last night. I didn't really see much. But uh, looking at the Yankees, I found their win total of 92.5 on Fox Bet, a minus 110. I like the under. Uh, they won 92 games last year, despite being extremely well, tumultuous. Is that one way to put it? Because sure. the Yankees were a mess for most of the year. Yep. And they still ended up with 92. Now, the main move was that they traded away Sanchez. They traded away Urshela. They got Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Connor Falefa. You hated both those guys, didn't you? Uh, Geo, I loved. Oh, did I was you? A big Geo guy. I, I hated Sanchez. I know you hated Sanchez. I thought I didn't think uh, you Sanchez. Him. Thank God he's not on the team anymore. Okay. Now the issue is the Yankees don't exactly have a good catcher to replace him. Uh, they ended up picking up a prospect who might be the catcher, Anagashioka, who is probably going to be the opening day starter, but it's not ideal. Mm -hmm. uh, besides that. The main story for the Yankees was their lack of moves during the offseason. They needed a shortstop. They picked up Connor Falefa instead of going for Correa or Story or anybody worth a damn. I like that kid. It came from Texas, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was traded from Texas to Minnesota, and then Minnesota flipped him about a day later. Yeah, I, I, liked, I liked him. I thought he showed some flashes in Texas. I know he's young. Yeah, he's okay. I'm just saying. He's, 
I don't know if he's a great hitter. He's more of a contact 280 guy, which the Yankees could use, so but, hitting, you know. Yeah, so he's hitting ninth. Yeah, we'll see. But either way, the point is, is that the Yankees' rotation, besides Garrett Cole, still pretty weak. They really didn't address much with the rotation. Aaron Judge also played 148 games last year, which was the most since 2017. I don't expect him to play that many this year. I expect Sanchez. I expect uh, Stan to get injured once again this year. They brought in Donaldson. He's had durability issues as well for the last couple of years. Aaron Boone's back for some reason. I don't know why, but I like the under because I don't think this team did enough during the offseason to address the holes with the current roster. And the rest of the division, pretty good. I like the under. Um, you know who we didn't talk about, Scott, and that's DJ LeMayhew. Now, he had a sports hernia operation in the offseason. What do you hear about him? Uh, well, it seems like he's healthy again. Of course, he's been batting leadoff for most of the spring training. Right. The issue is that the Yankees have too many infielders because they brought back Rizzo. Mm-hmm. But if you actually look at their lineup, is DJ going to play every day? Yeah, I don't. That's that's the great question um, because it's, because it's either him or Torres. I mean, right. you're going down the line. Falef is going to play short because they don't have any other shortstops on the actual roster. You have Donaldson playing third. I'm assuming that they will rest him on occasion to try to keep him healthy. But you have Rizzo at first. He might not play against lefties, but he still have Rizzo. And then you have either DJ or Torres at second. So you're looking at a spot where Torres or DJ are probably not going to play for a couple of days out of the week. Yeah, and looking at their rotation, of course, they have Garrett Cole at the top. They've got Montgomery, and they've got Severino coming back from an injury, and then Cortez. Severino's and been awful, by the way, in spring training. He's been a disaster in spring training. I don't know what that means. I don't. I, you never know what they're working on. I, I, I know it doesn't necessarily I, I matter, but he's he's gotten shelled in like an inning or so in each of the last like two appearances. Like well, he's, he's been awful. We disagreed about Severino before last year. I know you're a fan. I am not. I think he. I liked him in the bullpen when he came back, <laughs> but I don't know if he's ready to be a starter again. Okay, well, I think this is a Yankees rotation. It's going to have some trouble. Yeah, they're going to have some pop. But I think, you know, based on past results, you could certainly, like you said, count on uh, Stanton and Judge to be hurt and probably miss. I think if they're if they're lucky, they miss 80 games between them. I was going to say 40 apiece. We're literally right on the same yep. page. Yeah, yep. Okay. So, you know, if everybody's healthy, the pitching comes through, sure, they could get there. But there's too many questions. And a lot of the reasons you guys were talking about in the comment section I like the under here too, ninety two and a half. I don't think they get anywhere near the uh, division winning uh, situation. I'm also I'm also not a Joey Gallo guy, and we saw him in New York briefly last year. I don't know if it was the actual bright lights or what the story was, but he sucked. Yeah, and we know Gallo is a home run or bust guy. Checker or wrecker. He's Ricky Stenhouse Jr. of, yep. of baseball. I'm, yep. I'm not into it, but I just think they need to do more during the off season, and it seemed like. Uh, Hal Steinbrenner is the opposite of his father. He really does not want to spend that much money. And I'm not taking a team total over or a win total over if your team's not willing to spend as much money as it probably needs to. So I like the under. Hey, Scott, do you like free money? Uh, I do. Can I interest you in the Tampa Bay Rays win total over 89 and a half? They are plus. How did you know that I love the under? No, I'm joking. They of course, are I like the over. Plus 250 to win. You know, you forget about how good this Rays team is because they were there, they're there every year. They do it seemingly with with smoke and mirrors. 
Yeah, ignore the paper. You know, it doesn't matter about the paper. They're second, second in the majors in runs last year. They were tied for the Dodgers with lead and slugging percentage at 429. They tied with the Yankees and homers at 222. Here's a fun stat, Scott. They played 162 games last season. How many different uh, batting orders did they use? The ra- they had how many games? Uh, let me make sure they played. The, let me are, you about, are you talking about regular season or including playoffs? No, I'm talking about regular season. They played. They played. I'm going to say 145. 158 of the 162. Okay, you know, all right. You know, hang in there. So only four duplicates in the season. Uh, if Cash isn't manager of the year every year, I don't know who the fuck he is. He's uh, so damn good. Uh, this is a this is a lineup that's largely intact from last year. They didn't do a ton. Uh, they did bring in Corey Kluber. I don't know how you feel about that. They re-signed Wander Franco. They did so that re- helps. re-sign Wander Franco. And other than that, it's pretty much the same lineup that they trotted out last season. You, you know, you look at the pitching rotation, you go, well, I got questions. Well, fuck you. That it doesn't matter. They'll they'll work it out. By the way, just so you know, Thank you, Bronco. If, yes. You got it. Even if Kluber is not very good with this team, mm-hmm. just a reminder, he's replacing Chris Archer. <laughs> like they tried the Archer experiment last year, which people forgot about because he got injured. Right. He sucked. Yeah. Like Kluber should be better than him. Worst case scenario. Hey, worst case scenario, Kluber goes get three innings out of him. Get him, get him yeah. as a quasi opener. Go to go with two or three innings. Fuck it. You know, Kluber wasn't bad with the Yankees last year. He just got hurt again. Yep. Yep. Uh, so you and I both like the over there. Scott, that value, of course, uh, 89 and a half is your number. They want last know is probably out for the rest of the year. Just yeah. also throwing that out there. Yep. Yeah, I don't think we can count on him. But hell, this team won 100 games last year, Scott. Uh, they're good. They are. They're good, and they're they're inexplicably good. But uh, they also lost Nelson Cruz, which is worth mentioning. It is. I agree. Um, okay, bud. So I can't, I can't take the under with Tampa. I mean, if you go down the actual records here, yeah. they have been at a 90 win pace. Once again, the COVID year throwing off the actual numbers in each of the last four seasons. So they've gone over this in each of the last four. They have probably the best bullpen in the league, or at least top two, top three bullpens. Certainly best in the division. They find ways to bullshit wins, yep. and that's good enough for me. I'll take the over. Red Sox, 85 and a half, plus 575 to win the East. Uh, they brought in Trevor Story, of course. You got you got Story and you got uh, Martinez. That's very good. Uh, Rafael Devers. And uh, Bogarts and Bogarts, you've got four guys that uh ranked in the top 11 in extra base hits last season. That ain't nothing. Uh, but again, yes, they can hit Scott. Can they pitch if all they Pavetta, Hauk, Waka, and Rich Hill? Yeah, they lost Eduardo Rodriguez, so mm-hmm. they lost one of their best starters. It is worth mentioning that Chris Sale only started nine games last year. Now, he, too, is going to be out for the start of the season. He's projected to return in May. I'm not sure if he can stay healthy. Let's pencil him in for, hell, 16 starts. Okay. Give or take. All right. I mean, that's still a pretty good option there. You can basically double the output of last year. Yep. The main issue with Boston last year was the bullpen, which was awful. However, they did pick up Jake Diekman, who has been a pretty good reliever for the last couple of years to help out the bullpen. Mm Mm-hmm. I like the over. I just think this team's too talented. Story playing second base is just an insane addition to the lineup in Fenway. I think they're going to score a bunch of runs. They had a nice run last year in the playoffs. I like Cora as a manager. I think he is a very good manager. Give me the over. I think they'll probably be pushing around 90. 
Okay. Uh, I think you're half I, right. I got the trash can joke, by the way. I think you're half right. Uh, they are going to be an over team. Uh, they're going to be game total overs. Uh, as far okay. as the win total goes, nope. Nope. I don't believe in this pitching staff at all. Uh, do you have a number that you're penciling them for? You got them at like 83? I do. That's like that. exactly the number I have them at it is, is 83. I got them at 88. Okay. All right. Very good. That's a, finally a disagreement. I'm happy. I'm happy. I think worst case scenario, once again, as a reminder, since we talked about taking unders with teams that might be tanking at around the all-star break, we know the Red Sox aren't going to tank. No. So if you're going to give me a team that will most likely be a buyer at the deadline... I tend to side more with overs. Well, they're going to score some fucking runs, so you you know you're going to have to see some eight five wins right there. It's, it's what yeah. you're, what you're going to have. Uh, Bronco Devil says the Yankees play the Royals seven times. That's seven wins. Have you seen the Yankees travel to Kansas City? It's, it's not, usually it's a not, dicey situation. It's not good. It's not good. Even though you got to the stadium and it's half the fucking stadium is Yankees fans, but I but de- yeah, I'm sure you noticed that too. The Yankees always have a hard time beating Kansas City and Kansas City. They do, and the and the Royals can't do shit in New York. Correct. It, that is a that is a home and home series right there. So, uh, Bronco Devil, just stay in your lane, buddy. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you, Rockies fan? Rockies fans don't get to talk shit on anybody. I'm sorry. Um, well, and we're not sorry, but it's fine. We're con- no, not a bit. We are contractually obligated to talk about the Baltimore Orioles as well, Scott. Six, uh, what's the number? 62 and a half. Okay. And you want to take a spin on to win the conference or to win the division, rather? How about plus 5,000? That's 50 to 1 to you and me. On the bright side, uh, if you think they lose less than 100 games, then you take the over. Uh-huh. That's how Not that a math major, but that checks out. That's how that math works out. Uh, the biggest news the Orioles actually had during the offseason mm-hmm. was changing the dimensions of the ballpark. Is that the biggest news that they've had? Tell again, tell, remind everybody again what they did there because it, oh, the Rangers, yeah, congratulations. You must be proud. So they figured since we can't fix this rotation, how are we going to allow less runs per game? And they decided to move the fence back a little bit in left center. So they made it a little bit higher and they ended up making it a little bit further. So you should see less home runs. The issue is that this rotation, I wrote it out. It might be the worst rotation in baseball. Yeah, I think it's possible. We'll, it's we'll, we'll know by Wednesday, but three. it's the worst rotation of today, for sure. It's bottom three. Yes. Yes, it is. John Means, Keegan Aiken. Well, we'll pause. Means is okay. Means will give a pass. Oh, when he's healthy. When he's yeah. healthy. Keegan Aiken showed flashes, but for the most part, not good. I think he was 0-6 to start the year last year. And then it gets bad. Zach Lothar, really Mike Bauman. Grayson Rodriguez. $10 for everyone who's heard of any of those guys. Bruce Zimmerman might be thrown in there at some point. Oh, good news. That is He's good. still in the league, by the way, Bruce Zimmerman. I've got to play the under here, buddy. I don't, of I course. Think, I think they lose 100. So I'm going to throw out a fact here, which I'm sure some people have heard, but I'm just going to say because it it's funny. Max Scherzer, guy we talked about before, he's making about $40 million this year, a little bit more. He's making more money than than the entire Baltimore Orioles payroll. Baltimore has the lowest payroll in the entire league. So they are investing in the youngsters, and they paid for basically nobody. The rotation stinks. They lost Mikel Franco. They replaced him with Rufnet Odor. Mm. Good luck with that one. Mm. Uh, They've gone under 
this pace for win for the actual win percentage in three of the last four seasons. The one exception was the COVID year, but 62 and a half for a team that just walks into about 105 losses with the worst rotation in the league, or at least up there. I got to like the under this team's going to lose a hundred plus because even if we don't like the Yankees, even if we disagree on the Red Sox, these teams are light years ahead of Baltimore. And out of those 76 games in division, Baltimore might win 20. Yeah, it's going like, to be. I'm, I have to take the under. It's going to be rough. Bronco Devil says they grew up an Orioles fan, so he backs the Colorado Rockies, the Orioles, and the Rangers. I respect it. You know, you combine them, you might win 82 games. I'll tell you what. I'll take the Royals against any of those three teams, win total, and for a steak dinner whenever you one of us is in the other guy's town. So there you go. I think the Rangers are going to be a, are going to be your best option there just I because know. of who they acquired. But yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll see. But Baltimore, I get it. You know, you see a low total. You can't visualize a team losing 100 games until you look at the last couple of years for Baltimore and they walk into 100 losses every year. Yep. All right, let's recap. So, yes, I'm picking them to lose 100. Let's recap. Toronto Blue Jays, we both have over 92 and a half, correct? Yes. Do we have them winning the division? I do. It's so tough to go against Tampa, though. They find ways to pull off some random wins. Well, oh, you know what? As far as value goes, I'm going to have to. I'm going to. The take, value's on Tampa. I'm going to take the Rays at plus 250. As far as who I really think at the end of the day, if everything else was equal, who wins the division, I think Toronto sneaks it out. I'm going with I'm worried about their I'm worried about their pitching, but yeah. I'm not worried about their hitting. They could be a uh, uh it could be some runs scored in that division. I'm going to go with Toronto, but once again, Tampa is always that team that you just assume is going to be in the hunt. It's not going to be easy if you bet Toronto, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, no, it's not. It's not. I good. got Tampa in second. Okay. Uh yeah, oh yeah, I do too. Yankees in third. Uh, That's where we disagree. You have Yankees in fourth? I got Boston finishing ahead of the Yankees. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think the Yankees are I wouldn't say they're going to go into free fall. I think it's going to be a very underwhelming year for the Yankees. Okay. Very good. Um and then I think we both agree about Baltimore. So. Yeah. But if you wanted to win totals, I said that the Red Sox have around 88, mm-hmm. 87 give or take. Yep. I really got the Yankees around 86. All right. I just think they're going to have a lot of players dealing with injuries. Even Cole battled injuries last year. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I've, I just am not quite as high on the Red Sox as you. I think that's really the only place where we really differ. I think I'm just low on the Yankees. Yeah, that's. True I know too. we're both low on them. I think I'm lower than you are. You are lower than yeah. You've you've got that home team fatalism that I also have when talking about my teams. Mm-hmm. Where I was just so anti like everything they did during the off season, right? And with the mentality with Steinbrenner, with the Suns not willing to spend the money they need. I'm not even sure they're buyers at the deadline anymore. Yep. Oh, dude, we got to rock. We're done. Yeah. Okay. Well, my be- my best bet's going to be the Orioles under. Okay, me too. I think they lose 100 plus. I'm with you. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. We got to make room for Detroit Lenny and the boys. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. We're out of here. Sorry for running over, guys. And uh, check us out tomorrow. Same deal, 3 p.m. Eastern for a regular show. And we'll do our uh, central preview right after that. You guys take care. Have a great day. Thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.